Hey, it's your host, Anna. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Grace Podcast. This is a podcast for an entrepreneur who just needs that motivation each week to keep it going, help build up their business, to make it so you can reach those awesome dreams of yours. So today's episode, we're talking all about finances. If you are just super nervous when it comes to tax season, if just learning the back end with finances, all that fun stuff just kind of stresses you out, then today's episode is for you. I bring on a really great bookkeeper. Her name is Lorianne, and she talks all about just how you can make your finances serve you instead of making it as a stressor. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's conversation because you are going to love this one. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Grace Podcast with your host, Anna. Each week, I will be bringing on entrepreneurs who have inspired me to help you run a successful and thriving business. Ready to embrace both the mess and success? Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Lorianne, it's good to have you on the Creative Grace Podcast today and talk all about basically finances when it comes to running a successful business. So go ahead, introduce yourself to the listeners. I'm really excited for the conversation today. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I like, I'm so excited for this. Um, but yes, my name is Lori Ann Koontz. I am a virtual bookkeeper and CFO specifically for creative entrepreneurs. So a lot of photographers, a lot of copywriters, brand designers, I do have some other businesses in there as well, but specifically creatives is what I deal with and work with. Um, But yeah, so I started my um, love for numbers. It just like kind of fell in place. Um, My parents both had businesses growing up. Um, I saw how they ran them, saw the importance of the finances and numbers. I always loved math. So of course, what route do you go? You go be an accountant, right? Um, And so that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, And then fast forward, got through all my college stuff, went to do like traditional accounting to where we would do like taxes and all that, you know, accounting stuff that we do. Um, And I noticed like a disconnect between accountants and business owners. So they might come in once a year, get their taxes done, but the business owners would be left the rest of the year and not really know what the heck was happening with their finances. It's like, or they would come in during tax time and they're like scrambling and all stressed out to get their um, numbers put together for their accountant. And most of the time they weren't accurate numbers. They were missing out on key deductions, all this stuff. So I really wanted to help that. Like I saw a disconnect there and I wanted to help that gap and kind of bridge the gap. So that's kind of where I come in um, and I bridge the gap between the accountant and the business owner kind of tie it all together. Um, But yeah, I left the accounting path, accounting firm that I was working with, um, started working for my parents again because I had ended up leaving there, but I started working for my dad's company. um, And then I kind of started picking up clients here and there. And yeah, it's just grown in full force over the past like two years. It's so much fun. Um, I have the most amazing clients. um, And yeah, it's just really neat to see the transformation that knowing their numbers gives them and understanding their numbers and um, being able to see what their business is actually doing. Um, And whenever they dive into their numbers and like see the reports that we give them, see that um, everything's split out, they know it's accurate. I mean, their profit margins and their sales, like it just skyrockets because it just gives them so much empowerment to like continue to grow. It's so cool. 
Yeah, I know numbers kind of scare me. I'm like the type of person where I will like wait until the last minute. But this year I'm like trying to be a little bit more intentional with my numbers and everything. Um, I know you mentioned on your Instagram that you started really young. So go ahead and like tell the listeners how young were you when you started bookkeeping and all of this? Yeah, so I think I started helping my mom. So my mom was doing the bookkeeping for my dad's business. Um, and I started helping her at like 14. And then a lot of my college classes were done in high school. So I got through the, I did all my college classes in high school. I was working for my parents. Um, And then I actually, I called my dad's accountant and was like asking for some advice because I knew him. Um, And I was like, oh, could you have like an internship? Can I come in for internship? And he's like, well, actually we have like a spot opened up um, for like being a payroll accountant. And I'm like, okay, like I'm 16. Like you want me to be a, like on your firm at 16, like a full-time position. And he's like, and I was homeschooled and I mean, I was doing all my college classes online. So I was able to, I had a flexible schedule. So I went in and got hired and was there for, I don't even know how many years. Um, but yeah, I was at an accounting firm at 16, um, learned a ton of stuff there. Um, and then ended up leaving there as I was telling you my story and why I left, um, and just started this. So yeah, it was pretty much from the get-go of anything. That's so, that's so cool. And you're so passionate about it. Um, so what would be one of the top things that you would say that people can start right now today to fix their finances or just get things organized? Yeah. And I'm sure people have heard this before and a lot of people hear it goes over their head or they're just like, I'll do it a different day. Um, but having separate like business and personal checking accounts and actually keeping them separate. That's, that's the key is like, I, a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, yeah, I have a business account, but, um, yeah, all my like target and Venmo and meals are in there as well. (laughs) So it's, um, it helps keep things a lot easier, um, for your business. So you can see exactly what's coming in and going out. It's easier for tax purposes. Um, you don't want to have to sort through all of your transactions. You don't want to have to go through your personal accounts and try to remember what, um, the, purchase from July of last year was whenever it comes tax time, because you, I can't remember what I bought last week. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I totally, um, I just started separating the two like back, I would say January and it's been so much better. I've been able to have a lot less stress when it comes to quarterly taxes coming in, like seeing like what kind of money is going in and out and stuff. So I can totally relate to that and tell all the listeners get separate. And it also, it doesn't stress you out as much when it comes to when you look at your credit card on your personal, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so high. But then realistically, it was mostly business expenses. So it kind of makes you feel a little bit better in that sense too. Um, But yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's not just for the business side of thing. It's for personal as well, because I mean, if they're all combined and stuff, it's hard to know like what you're spending personally and how to like project and budget and do financial goals personally, as well as like your business side of things. So it kind of keeps it separate um, to help you, I don't know, achieve those business goals and your personal goals and financial goals. For sure. For sure. So go ahead and dive into your next little tidbit. I know we have quite a few. Yeah. um, My next one is is finding a bookkeeping system that 
fits you and like something that you're comfortable with. So a lot of times you'll hear people like, oh, you have to get QuickBooks. You need to do it through a spreadsheet. You need to do it through this or this or this. And you need to just find something that works for you um, or else you're not going to keep up with it. I mean, it's that's how it is with anything like working out. Um, some people love running. Some people love weightlifting. You never know what it is, but um, finding something that works for you is going to be the best. So um, if you're just starting out, a lot of times I recommend a spreadsheet because you don't need to um, spend that monthly fee to QuickBooks or I actually don't love QuickBooks. I use zero, um, but a lot of people are more familiar with QuickBooks. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of people like to use a spreadsheet starting out and then they get more transactions coming in and then it's like, okay, I can't keep up with it. It's not working for me. Let's transition into accounting software. And then that will get a, maybe a little bit confusing and they're like, ah, I don't understand. Then it might be time to outsource to a bookkeeper and so forth. So it's just kind of like figuring out what you like and what works for you. It's that, And that's the same thing with like um, budgeting and projecting and how detailed you want to be there. For sure. Yeah, I have HoneyBook right now and I wanted to get into QuickBooks, but I just felt like I didn't want two separate things because two separate things just gets a little bit more confusing. So what would you say for somebody? Because there's most of the people, most of our listeners are photographers and they use HoneyBook. So what would you say? Like, should they have QuickBooks too or should they get a bookkeeper? Like what what should that look like? Yeah, so I don't love HoneyBook's like accounting side of things. Um, I'm in HoneyBook a lot because I deal with a lot of photographers and they use HoneyBook. Um, there's just not a lot it can do. It's more of like a CRM. They just added on the accounting side and like finance side just so they can market it as like an all-in-one. Um, but it kind of depends on where you're at in your business, I think. Um, if you're just starting out, you have less than, I don't know, 40 transactions or so in a month like I said, a spreadsheet might work good for you. Um, if you get a little bit more, then I would actually lean more towards going to with zero. Um, it's very similar to QuickBooks, but it's a lot less cheaper. Um, it is Their customer service is better. It's more simple. QuickBooks can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I don't know if it's live yet, but I just read a post because QuickBooks just like up their prices again. Like they're always upping their prices. And so I just wrote a post because everyone is annoyed at it. I'm like, this is why you need to use zero, like as a creative business owner. Um, and it just works a lot better with like PayPal and Stripe. Um, if you use Dubsado, it works good with that. Um, and then some of the other like typical, like, I don't know, softwares they use. But yeah, it's kind of depends on like where you're at in your business and how yeah. much you want to put into it. I've never heard of that software that I'm going to definitely check that out. Um, I know it gets kind of confusing too when I get like cash transactions because I'm like, well, geez, I got to put this in and try to figure out how to balance it. Oh my gosh, sometimes it's just so confusing. Yeah. And so it's zero with an X. So it's X-E-R-O. Um, and I will give you like the link to put in the show notes or something of like, my blog post that kind of breaks down like why it's better than QuickBooks kind of. And I don't want to just like trash QuickBooks, but I've had really bad experience with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and definitely that way you can like record all your cash stuff or if you get checks or any of those things like that. That's good. That's good. Okay. So what about cash flow and like budget? What would you have to speak on that? Yeah. So the first thing that you need to be able to do to really budget and project, um, and some people like start to get all cringy whenever you think about like budgeting, like, oh, ah, like that means like I can't spend any money. Um, 
but really what that is, is it's just projecting and it's actually allowing you to spend money. So you might be like saying, okay, like, hey, I've budgeted this in or I've projected this is going to happen. So I am therefore allowed to spend that money. And so it's giving you, giving yourself permission to go do things with your money. Um, it's just knowing where to put that. Um, but in order to do that properly, you have to have previous data. So you need to go back, look at your numbers, see what has happened in the past, which is another reason why you need to have separate checking and business accounts and um, personal and business need to be separate so you can see exactly what's correct. Um, but I mean, if you have a whole year's worth of data, that's ideal. If you only have a few months, it's fine. You can do it too. And you just look over the past couple months, couple like the whole 12 months if you have that and average things out. And I know a lot of photographers will have busier seasons. So you kind of need to like play that into effective scene when like all of those payments come in thinking through like, okay, I might, I might book a lot of things towards the beginning of the year, but they might not come through until like the fall, whenever you guys get like busy with fall weddings and stuff like that. So you have to kind of like play with your numbers that way and kind of put that in there as well. Um, and then also thinking through like, okay, this was my average sales the last 12 months. That's what I'm averaging is going to continue here. This is the growth that I'm going to average in. So I think I'm, I want to book so many of weddings or so many shoots. And then this is what's going to play out there. Um, thinking through if you're wanting to invest in a course or um, a coach or something, or um, you got to play that in there say, I want to do that in the fall. I want to have a coach in the fall or invest in a course, put those numbers in there. So Create like a simple spreadsheet, and I know it can be kind of like a uh, spreadsheet, but it makes it the easiest way. Run your numbers, look at like what's coming in, what's going out, see what your profit is because sales and profits different. Sales is like what you are coming into your bank account, but then you have expenses. You have business expenses, and your profits really what you want to pay attention to. Yeah, how much would you say would be to invest in like? if you wanted to invest more into your business, like what is the percentage? What do you think that looks like? It depends on everybody and it depends on your business too. Um, and so like, if you are more of like, if you're more of an agency or you have a team, stuff like that, it really, it really depends. Um, but I do know like, let's see, Profit First is a really good book. It's hard to read because there's a lot of like numbers and stuff, but listening to it is really fun. Um, he kind of goes through like if you want to kind of take your money and use it and allocate different percentages to go different areas. Um, I don't use all of his like steps and his bank accounts. He thinks that you need to have like seven different bank accounts and that's kind of confusing. Um, but a, my typical recommendation is to take like um, take your profit, pay yourself like 50 percent or 40 percent. Um, and then save like 30% for taxes. And then the last 20% you put in savings account and reinvest in your business. And that's going to cover expenses and investments and stuff. And those numbers can be kind of tweaked depending on like what's coming up um, and kind of how things are going in your business. Yeah. Would you recommend like a separate checking account within your um, bank account for taxes, um, just extra different expenses and stuff like that? Yeah, I like to operate off of three accounts. Sometimes I have people do four, depending on the scenario. Um, but your first one's going to be like your operating account. So this is where like a lot of the stuff is going to come in and out of. Um, and that's going to be like 
your main account and then you're going to have a tax account. So that's going to be all of your tax savings. Um, and so like personally for me, I operate off of my regular checking account. And then at the end of the month, I set aside money for my taxes. So I transfer money to my tax savings. And then I never touch that until like it's time to pay my estimated taxes. Um, and then I have a third account that's for, um, it's basically my business savings account. So whether it's for like a business slush fund or if it's for an investment I want to do um, in the future for my business, that's kind of where things are going. Um, and even with that, I like to have and have my clients have like two or three months of expenses in that business savings to where like if something like COVID would happen again and it would shut all of my clients like weddings down and they wouldn't have any money coming in or postponed everything, they're not like scrambling and their business isn't going to completely shut down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Cause I know for like personal, they always say have an emergency fund. Yeah. It becomes the same type of thing in your business. You should have emergency fund. Yeah, exactly. And so that business savings is kind of like a combination of like an emergency fund. And then I kind of couple that with like any investment stuff. And that's where like you could split that into do into two different accounts. So you could have like an emergency fund, um, a business savings fund and then a tax fund um, yeah. and then a checking, of course. So it's like three to four is kind of what I operate off of. Yeah, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I know like as self-employed individuals, like we don't get like all of the benefits as a company gets when it comes to like our retirement and stuff. So what would you say on like just the retirement side and like 401k, all of that, like trying to prepare yourself for retirement? Yeah, so I would find a financial advisor, um, someone who can help you like put in, select which ones to go in, which ones to invest in. I mean, I use um, a financial advisor. He takes care of all of our retirement stuff. Um, but also with that, you can run a lot of things through your business um, as tax write-offs and invest it in there. So I would definitely reach out to like a financial advisor on that end um, to help you get set up with everything, uh, whether it's a Roth IRA, a 401k, a simple IRA. It kind of just depends on your scenario and what like threshold limit you're in and what you can do. Okay, that's great. Now, would you recommend being somebody like a um, a business financial advisor or would it just be someone just like a regular financer financial advisor I can't say that <laughs> yeah um I use just like a regular one I guess is what I would call him okay. I mean he, he does a lot of um business stuff but it's more so on like a personal level um and he knows he can like what you can run through the business and what you cannot and I mean I know too since I've been on like the tax side and what can be right written off um but I think most financial advisors would have a good general idea of what you can do and what you can't so okay I know when I went to the bank they're like yeah like this person is more for like a business and then this one's not and I'm like well and it just didn't really come clear to me because I figured they know everything you know yeah and I mean if you find a specific one I think it also depends on like how big your business is like if it's small business a small team um if maybe if you're self-employed and you're the only one then a personal financial advisor might be just fine for you if you have a team of like 100 people um then it might be worth looking into more of a business because they're offering that as a benefit to their employees is probably where that like goes through for sure that totally makes sense okay let's jump into your next little tidbit yeah um so my next one is to schedule like put on your calendar a day that you're going to look at your finances every month. Um, and I do it for myself because even though I'm a bookkeeper, a lot of times I let my 
personal books go and my business books go because I'm so focused on taking care of my clients bookkeeping. Um, so if I don't schedule in me as like a client of myself, um, then a lot of times it gets pushed aside. So you put on your calendar that way, no one can book you for that day or that time, any meetings, uh, go to a coffee shop, like take yourself out and then just sit down and look at your finances. So whether that is getting reports from a bookkeeper and you want to analyze those and look into those, or if it's doing them yourself, it's just really making sure every month you have a specific time that you're going to review things. And I, for myself, I do it at the end of the month. So I could do it at the end of the month. I look over the past month, what's happened. Um, if my sales has went up, if they went down, why? Um, if my expenses are higher or lower, why? Um, and figuring out what I need to do to change to keep increasing my profit. For sure. Now, what would you do as a bookkeeper? Um, like, do you grab all of their finances, like all of their, um, like quick, if they use QuickBooks, you grab all of that information or would you do it? Like, how does it work? <laughs> yeah. So for like my, bookkeeping clients that we work direct with, um, we will like, I'll just take you through the whole, the whole journey <laughs> real quick. So uh, we onboard, we get, um, all of their accounts connected to QuickBooks or zero, um, if they're not already connected. And then every month we go through, um, and whenever they first come on, we make sure we go clean up, do a lot of cleanup work and catch up work. Um, we go through and categorize all of the transactions that pull in from their credit cards or their bank accounts. Um, into the accounting software. So we go through all the income gets split out, all the fees get split out. Um, and specifically for like photographers, we want to split out their different packages. Um, so whatever packages you have and you're selling, we want to see which one's doing the best, right? So we want to see um, where you need to put a lot of your energy and marketing into what package. Um, so we split out all of their income into different categories. We split out all of your expenses. Um, we keep an eye on if anything has changed, um, if any expenses look out of the ordinary, um, just anything, if they're even double charged for stuff. I've had people got charged like three times for the same subscription in one month. And it's like, this is stupid. So they go back and get that. So we keep an eye out on all of that go through. Then we take that, we reconcile it to the bank account. So all of the bank statements, the credit card statements, make sure we haven't missed anything. So nothing's missing. All the numbers match. Um, everything's reconciled. Um, and then from there, we pull the reports and those reports are really customized to our clients um, to where we, in the onboarding process, we go through like, what do you want these reports to say? Because this is what you're going to be looking at. You, you need to make sure you understand what we're giving you or else we're not doing our job. Um, so those reports, we pull a profit and loss and a balance sheet and those reports, we make sure, like I said, the clients know what they mean. Um, then we send out an email with those reports and then also like a, just a breakdown of what we've seen, what's changing profit margins, if they went up, if they went down, um, any fun little details like that. Um, some clients get additional like visual reporting if they want to add on that service, um, so they can have like graphs and charge and especially for creatives, a lot of times it's easier to visualize their finances, um, than just looking at a report. Um, and then they also get like Voxer support. So we can go in Voxer whenever you need, have a question or concern or like just freaking out about money for some reason and need to like get talked and calm down. Then that's what we're here for. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> 
I love it. And I feel like if you get more control of your money, you're not as stressed and you're not worried about what's to come. And you have that financial freedom to be able to spend money without being like, oh, geez, like I'm spending money like this is bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I was saying with like the cash flow and the budgeting and stuff, it's like allowing you to go spend the money and allowing you to see what you can and can't do. Um, And it even like it just yeah, like I said at the beginning, it's just crazy to see where people start on whenever they onboard with us. And then like even within three months just to see what's changed. And I can see it on like social media, like the confidence that they can show up on stories is just different because they they know that their business is like a legit business. They can see they know what their numbers are um, and they can really use that to like just really push them forward to the next step. Really good. That's kind of cool how it even elevates their confidence. I didn't think about it in that way. Yeah. And it's like, it takes off the stress. It takes off anxiety. Um, and it just really, it really does empower them. It's really neat. For sure. So you talked a little bit, um, I know on our notes and stuff about consistency and coming back and re reevaluating your cash flow. So talk a little bit on that. Yeah. So I, it, looking at your cash flow and seeing and a cash flow is we can kind of like look at the definition of that is exactly what so you start your month out in your bank account, what actually comes in and goes out and then what you're left with at the end. So it's kind of like your profit and loss statement, but it's actually like what is actually hitting your bank account. Um, because even say you might be spending some personal stuff on your business, like that's going to affect your cash flow. Right. And so you need to make sure you account for it everything. Um, but you need to go back and look through. I like to look at month by month in my monthly meeting, but then every like six months I look at, okay, what is my cash flow looking like? What needs to change? Um, do I have specific goals that I want to hit to go get to? Um, what does that look like? What do I want to bring home to like my personal household? Um, what is like, I want my paycheck to be, um, just kind of like looking back and re, like I said, reevaluating say the past six months. So we're almost halfway through the year. So that now would be like a really good time to go back and look, okay, what has worked and what hasn't in the first six months of the year? And what do I need to change for the last six months of the year? Okay. Okay. And when it comes to like paying yourself, I know you talked a little bit like 50%. Um, would you recommend like monthly or would you recommend weekly or is it really just individualized for that person? And would you recommend just having them set up automatic transfers from their bank account to their personal? Yeah. And it kind of, it depends on like what you're registered as. Um, and then also like the 50% is a good idea for like whenever you're on your own and you don't have a team or anything, but as you can start to grow a team and have more expenses, that 50% might have to go down. Um, so I wanted to touch on that, but for, for paying yourself, I like to do it once a month. Because I feel like that's just an easy way for me just to I'll just transfer once a month to myself. Um, and this is what it's going to be. Now, how you get paid depends on what you are elected to file, like as on your tax return. So if you're like an LLC or a sole proprietor um, and just operating under your own name, you're going to pay yourself through transfers. So just bank transfers. If you are an S corp you're going to pay yourself through payroll. You can have additional transfers on top of that, but your main um, income is going to come through like payroll. Um, and you can use a payroll like system like Gusto or ADP, but you have like payroll taxes on top of that um, and stuff like that. But 
that's kind of the two different ways that you can pay yourself. Um, so I'm an S Corp. And even though I go through payroll, I still just pay myself once a month. And it's just a set amount once a month. So I know, like for my personal side of things, I know what's going to come in. Um, and then if I've had a really good month and want to give myself like a bonus or something, I can transfer money from that. Um, and then that kind of leads into like the S Corp. I don't know how many of your listeners have heard about the S Corp, like status S Corp election. Um, but that can be a really big tax saving um, for you to elect to file as an S Corp. But it also can cost you money if you do it too early. So a lot of this stuff I've written around in my blog. So you guys can go and like look in my blog, look at all the stuff. Um, but there's a certain point in your business that you'll probably want to elect to file as an S Corp and you will have to like get transferred to paying yourself through payroll. Um, but it will save you on self-employment taxes. Okay. So for our listeners who don't know the difference, what is an S Corp versus the LLC? So an S Corp, so you can be an S Corp or you can be an LLC and be filing as an S Corp. So a lot of people will start as an LLC. Um, and that LLC, your numbers and your finances and taxes get put on your personal tax return. And then you get, you have to pay self-employment tax on that, on all of your profit on that. Um, and then once you hit, I actually, I, around the 50K of profit mark. So like once your business is making $50,000 of profit, so that's sales minus expenses, then it's kind of start time to like, okay, let's talk to our tax accountant, see if this is a good idea. If you continue to see your business keep growing, then it's time to switch to an elect to file as an S Corp. So all it is is sending a paperwork in, telling the IRS that I want to file my business as an S Corp. So then that means there's two separate tax returns. So you have your personal tax return and then you have your business tax return. But you're only that self-employment tax gets like kind of replaced with payroll tax if that makes sense. And that's why you have to pay yourself through payroll. So that self-employment tax gets replaced with payroll tax, but it doesn't get, it only gets applied to what you're paying yourself every month, not all of your profits. So that's kind of like, it's kind of confusing. And I have a chart on my blog and I keep referring to my blog because I just did like an S Corp um, like breakdown of it. And I have a chart on there that kind of helps you see where the savings comes from. What if you're like halfway through, like, let's say you filed last year as an LLC um, and then you're halfway through this year and you want to go to an S Corp, but you already did quarterlies. Can you switch over halfway or does it have to be like beginning of the year and everything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. So the deadline is March 15th for electing and sending the paperwork in. Um, there is a late election that you can send the state paperwork in and that's October 15th. Um, but you have to have like a reason of why you're filing late and you have to just explain to the IRS, like why, why you're filing late. And then they either accept it or deny it. So that's kind of where if you're halfway through the year and you're like, Hey, look, this is going to be a good year. I see it continuing growing. Then you can probably talk to your, I would advise you to talk to your tax accountant and have them file it for you and see if it's a good idea. So there is so much that happens when it comes to running a business than just doing the creative work of your profession. Um, And I know this is something huge, like what we're talking about right now with taxes and everything. Um, So, yeah. 
Yeah. So I, a lot of times people will, like you said, start their business and think it's just like a side hobby, a side hustle, whatever, which is great. If that's all you want it to be, that's great. But you have to make sure you're keeping track of your finances for that. Because even though, even if it's a side hustle, side business, you don't have a business name, you don't have anything like that. You still need to do what the IRS requires and pay your taxes on everything like that. But also if you're wanting to continue to grow it and run it like a business, you need to make sure you're set up from the get-go. Um, and I recommend all my clients to start out as an LLC. Um, an LLC is just like filing with your state. Um, and it a lot of times it just costs a little bit of money. So people at first are like, I don't want to spend that money. But it protects your personal assets and your business assets, like your personal assets from your business. So like if someone would come after your business for some odd reason or some work that you did, um, then your stuff is separate and it's protecting your personal life pretty much. So I would go ahead and like, go to your secretary of state's website. Um, it's most of the time it's pretty easy. You can fill out a form, put in some stuff, open up an LLC, get an EIN. So you can, once you have your LLC with the state filed, you go to the IRS website, you can apply for an EIN. Um, the EIN you can get for free from the IRS website. Um, and then from there, then you can go and set up your business bank accounts. So that's kind of like the process is like, go get your LLC, go get your EIN, and then go set up your business bank accounts. And that's for everybody. Yeah, they won't let you set up any type of business bank account or anything until you have that EIN number and your LLC, all of that. Now, I use LegalZoom. Would you recommend LegalZoom for a part of um, like the process? Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to do it yourself and you want to have, you want them to just take care of it and you want to pay it, the fee for them, then I totally think they're a great option um, especially if it kind of just overwhelms you and like stresses you out and you're not super familiar with it um, then I definitely recommend legal zoom to be honest with you I'm not even sure what they do but I just know that I had to use them um, it just kind of was like all right like that was who I followed it through that's just the process that you have to go to I just didn't I didn't know all the other steps and this type of stuff overwhelms me um, so yeah yeah, and I definitely think it's a great option if you're in that like situation where you're kind of like not sure what you want to do, you might not have the time, don't have the energy. I don't think it costs that much. It's worth like just not being stressed out to just go have them do it. Yeah, and I think you also have to have like a manager on your LLC. Like, so I forgot what they say on LLC, on the legal Zoom, but you have to like have someone like looking over it and signing things or something like that. Don't know exactly what the process looks like, but if you go on legal Zoom, um, yeah, they'll they'll do it for you. Yeah, it yeah. kind of it, and every state's a little bit different on like their requirements and stuff. Yeah, well, awesome. So go ahead and tell the listeners your biggest business tip. That's what I like to leave everybody with before we have one other thing to leave them with. Yeah. Um. Man, okay, so my business, biggest business tip, and I'm just learning this this year, is to really um, time manage like better. Because whenever I'm first starting my business, I was just like, go, 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 like work any time of the day, all night, like do whatever. Um, and I didn't really have structured set times and set like days that I had to take client calls and days that I do certain things. Um, and so it's really kind of finding something that works for you and your business, um, but also that allows you to like, be a human um, because you are a person and you are not your business. Your business is part of you, but you are not your business. Um, and so like, I know whenever I first started, like my business was everything. 
um, my business was my life. And so it was like, I completely removed myself from my friends and my family. And like, I wasn't paying much like time and attention to my kids as I need. And I just got so engulfed in it. Um, and so that's one thing like this year that I'm really working on is just like, okay, these are my set hours and really being like, this is when I can respond to clients. And then this isn't and setting those, um, boundaries with them too. I don't know. I'm looking for a different word, but I can't think of it. <laughs> no, that's so good. Uh, that is something that I'm still struggling with and also working on because you're right. Like our business is not our life, but it's just a part of our life. Um, and not answering people past a certain time is definitely a struggle. Yeah. And one thing that I've done on my phone is all of my like business. So I do have my emails come through my phone. I have like um, Instagram, all those notifications and stuff, uh, Voxer emails, but I have it to where it turns off. Like my notifications will turn off at a certain time of the day. And so that's really helped too. Um, and then if I'm in a really busy season, I'll just completely there's, they just came out, I think on iPhones that they will send you like twice a day, like just a bulk notification. So it doesn't like notify you all day. It just like I, I had had it at like eight and five. It would send me like the bulk notifications that had happened. And so I can go through and look at them and then I don't have to think about them until the rest of the day. Yeah. And I also know that on your phone, you can put on do not disturb for work and you can pref- you can put on your preferences on who can still text you. You can still get those notifications from family or who you need to um, be in contact with in case something happens. Yeah. And I use that, too. It's really really good. (laughs) Well, such a good tip. And it was so good to have you on. Now, I know you talked a little bit about 20% off um, something. So go ahead and tell listeners what that is. Yeah. So I'm going to be able to offer you guys who are listening 20% off of my DIY like money manager template. Um, And so that is what it is, is it's a Google spreadsheet. um, But it is a way that you can track your finances. And it's um, one-time fee. So you don't have that monthly subscription to like zero or QuickBooks. Um, but you can go in, it has visual reportings. It has, it calculates your profit and loss for you. Um, it has like videos to explain you how to do it. It's pretty easy, simple. Um, and then, yeah, you can kind of go in and at the end of every month, look at your profit and loss, look at the whole year, have your fun little visuals, um, goal trackers, tax savings calculated for you. Um, all that kind of stuff. So yes, I will give you guys a code for 20% off. Oh, awesome. I will link that on the show notes. If you just scroll a little bit down, you'll be able to see all the information, her website, um, and tell the listeners where they can find you. I know you're on Instagram. Yes. So I'm mainly on Instagram. Um, my handle is lauriannekuntz.co. Um, and then I am also have my website. It's lauriannekuntz.com. Awesome. Well, it was so good to have you on and I hope everyone learned a little bit of something. And if you have any other questions, just reach out to her. I'm sure she's willing to answer anything. And yeah, so, so great to have you on. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. It means the world. If you're enjoying the show, please leave me a five-star review by scrolling down a little bit past the show notes. On top of that, share this episode with a friend who may just need it. 